What's shaking you tuba nights? Welcome to the uh, Lords of the Longbox presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. As always, we come to you Thursday with the banging list, and we're gonna have some fun today. We're gonna give away some stuff, perhaps. But you know, yes. being that tomorrow's Friday, you know what that means? It's freestyle Friday. So let's dig deep in them crates and let's get you a little something, something. It's a man, man, it's a man, man, it's a man, 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 it's a man, man, it's a man, man, it's a man, man, is here when i rock a rhyme often eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's america's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn breakbeat i hastily make pastries tastier than anything that wolfgang makes so take notes out of suckers i make coats lump of some like bubba gump fishing on lake boats I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib, come with the verses. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cover Price. Our Lords of Lombox presents the Cover Price comic book shakers of the week. Laura, say what's good to people. Hey, everyone. This is a cool list. JB and I were kind of scanning through it backstage, and there's some there's some interesting ones on here. I'm excited. Yeah, this is an list. Our international <laughs> man of mystery in the fedora. JB, say what's good. 
How you doing, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Cover Price Shakers list on Thursday night. And this is straight over. I want proof of life on almost anything on this list. <laughs> yeah, this show is com- uh, compiled from our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. The top 10 lists we drop every uh, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. And the Shakers that we drop every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, the show is also probably sponsored by our friends over at Bird City Comics. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics store. Uh, should I show it now? Sure. All right. This is you don't want to tease it. You don't want to tease it for. Oh, this is what's no. dropping, dropping Friday, boys and girls. What time is it dropping? Uh, this one's going a little bit earlier than our normal time tomorrow. It's going 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Local Man. The uh, all the inks is done by Tim Seeley, and the coloring is by Tony Fleece. And I'm guessing anybody in the chat will be able to guess what this is homaging. Yes, that yeah. turned out great. The colors are just popping off of that. I yeah, dig it. Really I don't know what local man is, but uh, you know, I dig it. And uh, as usual, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have, have fun with it, and we're gonna give away a copy or two um, on today's show. So pay attention because uh, we may do a randomizer as well as ask some questions of you. Once we get to some likes, let's get to like fifty likes before we even start talking about giving anything away. Tito, come on, we get a hundred people in here. We need to get fifty likes, and then we're gonna give away one of those comic books. Come on, yeah. Um, and also for the people that have won that were supposed to be get shipping from me, please remind me on Instagram. I still haven't, uh, I haven't forgot about you. I know Ant uh, is supposedly shipping the other ones that we did on the giveaways. Uh, but then I also have some that, you know, let's face it. I mean, the new year was busy and then we had storms and then it was like crazy, but uh, things are getting back to normal right now. Kind of hopefully majorly. We'll see, man. Work has finally calmed down a bit so I can get my mojo back. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like Stella. I'm getting her groove back. for. Marvel. And you're rocking the cape while you're at it. I mean, come on. And the eye. Come on now. Only when I do my hair can I rock cocoa levitation because, you know, if for a hat, then it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Strange doesn't wear a hat. Or not you couldn't even see the eye until you leaned back a little bit. Now we can. There we go. Oh, yeah, there it is. There you go. And then uh, my girlfriend was telling me you have to wear a solid shirt underneath or else it doesn't, you know, if I wore something else, then, you know, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, once again, this is the cover price comic book shakers of the week where we look at the uh, biggest sales or the most interesting sales of the week for January 12th. Go to check out coverprice.com and you can see all the shakers for this week. And as a fun giveaway, um, I want you to do right now, before we start, you got 10 seconds, uh, over under on the number of Spider-Man books you think made it on this week. By Spider-Man related books, you made it this on this week's list. Uh, closest on the over Shakers under. List? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, because normally uh, people don't know, right? Um, because on the top 10 that comes out, people get that list. But Shakers, we kind of, they kind of pluck some. So uh, we got we give you guys a few minutes here to talk about it as, um, you know, um, and also um, just talk about how awesome Bird City Comics is and how this is dropping Friday. So I'll put your over under on the uh, a number of Spider-Man related books. I'm going to give you a 30 second. Big countdown. numbers over How's here. That Big sound? numbers. Yeah, since there's 52 people in there, I'll give you guys a quick little countdown.
All right. So uh, those who uh, made the over under, uh, we stopped as of now since uh, the maybe the first book may have something to do with it. But don't worry, we're going to give away some other stuff, too. So, uh, you know, once again, this show is uh, the shakers of the week. So let's get right to who's got the first one. Ladies All right, first. Let's kick it off. Ladies first. Amazing Spider-Man 688. This is J. Scott Campbell, Lizard 1 in 50 variants. This came out in 2012. J. Scott Campbell's books have made the Shakers list many times, but most of them have been good girl covers or his first artwork, which is contained in Nintendo Power number six. This cover is quite unusual for him as it's a cover of the Lizard and not in his good girl's wheelhouse. The book has become rare. And rare Spider-Man variants have stood the test of time and held their value in this declining market. Graded copies come to market more frequently than raw copies, with a 9.8 topping out at over $3,000. We've only recorded a handful of raw sales in the last five years, with the last one in February of 2022. Nearly one year later, a raw copy sold for an amazing $600 on January 6th of this year. I guess we can't call J. Scott Campbell a one-trick pony. I've only seen no. this one time in the last 10 years. I've seen this book. I've never once. seen this in the wild. He, he did a run on the amazing Spider-Man. I think um, where he actually did the internal art too. And, uh, and it, I always said he does great covers of the female type as Laura was saying, but man, the way he draws like Peter Parker, it seems a bit uh, effeminate. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's you just said it. I didn't say it. You said it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm calling it as it is, but you know, but he draws, you know, curvy women. Fantastic. You know, that's just, that's his stilo, you know? Uh, so first shake on list, if you're paying over under as uh Spider-Man number six eighty eight. Um, so no more over unders guys, since we already did the first one, but we're going to do some cool stuff and give away. So make sure we hit over 50 likes already. So, uh, we're going nice. to give away some stuff, man. Cause we're all about, Good giving, job, you know, That's awesome. we're, just, we're all about the boys and girls here. All right. Amazing Spider-Man number 688, Jason Campbell, Lizard 150 variant in 2012. I can't tell you how rare it was for 150 in 2012. I mean, nowadays, you know, it was a bit of a lull back then, but you know, one in 50 and uh, that time. And then I think combo collectors who look for rare variants are now looking back and seeing, you know, um, Hey man, you know, back in like the odds, the odds being the two thousands and 2000, early two thousands. I mean, it's, you know, now it's crazy, but you know, there was some, there was some stretches there where there, you didn't get huge print runs. So ASM six eighty eight, the J Scott Campbell, one in 50, $600 in a raw, near mid 9.0 9.4 so that is that's not even a slab copy so all right so if that's one on your uh, one for your over or uh on your over under so what do we got for number two all right you know i always really wondered what the story was with these so i bet you have to sit back and relax on this one number two on our list we've got amazing spider-man issue number one the golden record reprint from 1966 now, the Golden Records label was owned by Simon & Schuster and started distributing books with vinyl record accompaniments in the late 1940s. Now, in the 1960s, they partnered with Marvel Comics, ultimately releasing four different titles. Amazing Spider-Man number one, Journey into Mystery 83, Avengers issue number four, and Fantastic Four issue number one. Each sold for $2.49 and included the comic book and a record. Although officially reprints, all were released within a few years of the original first print editions. 
as these first print editions continue to rise in value, becoming more and more out of reach for collectors, the golden record reprints have all seen their values rise in response. Interestingly, when we look at the CGC census, there are currently almost 4,600 graded copies of the first print of ASM number one from 1963, but only 800 for the ASM number one golden record reprint from 1966. Now, this past week, we saw a golden record reprint ASM number one CGC 9.8 breach 4,500 for the first time. Considering a CGC 9.6 first print copy sold for 336,000 back in November of 2022, the golden record reprint is clearly a far more affordable option for adding this seminal and still silver age first print. Uh, I'm sorry, for still uh, for adding this seminal still silver age comic book to your collection. Note, the golden record reprints can be difficult to distinguish from the original first prints. One major tell is that there is no prices printed on the covers. Also, the back cover ads are for the Golden Records Company, of course. Interesting. Yeah, I, for the longest time, these were kind of a novelty. Like, uh, I would say, like, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, like, um, like I wanted the uh, Journey into Mystery, First Prince of Thor, and, uh, you know, you could be, typically get that for about three grand. Um you know, um, you know, but now, you know, you know, prices are ridiculous. I meant, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of a cool thing because I, I for those who watch the channel know that I collect uh, comic book records uh, that come in 45. And what's interesting to me is like power what? records is out there. The power because I, I collect those also. Yeah. And the key is, I mean, you know, you know, the comic may be a 9.8, but, you know, you know, look at the record, see if there's scratches on the record, because I guarantee you they, kids were playing the hell out of these records. And they were, if I played them one time and it's really cool because it's kind of like old time radio time voice. You know, I, I was I guess. just going to ask oh, yeah. that what it sounded like. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. These were great for my child. I have a couple of these. I might send you one, Laura. If you if you can play, if you have a record player, these are fantastic. Ellie they does. Beep. They're actually coming back right now. Record players yeah, are at the end of the oh, yeah. at the end of the narrative, they beep for you to turn the page. Yeah. And then oh. they tell you when to flip the flip the record over to get the other half of the story. I had the amazing Spider-Man Power Records comic that told the story of ASM 124 and 125, which was the um the man wolf story. Yeah. Uh, J Jonas. <clears throat> yeah. The J Jonas Jameson's son, you know, comes back from the moon with the medallion around his neck and it, there's one scene in there where he rips the medallion from his neck in the, in the werewolf howls. And it scared the hell out of me. as a kid, man. It's stuff. a whole production. It's not just boring. Somebody like, you know, on some audio books. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's just reading stuff. It's they are acting it out sound effects and everything. Oh, I'd I mean, love uh, to hear one. I would love that. They've actually, uh, those podcasts actually made a comeback. Um, there's, um, uh, like a Wolverine series and something else that's on like uh, I want to say Spotify or something where it's a whole story told and just for in audio. So, you know, it really allows you to, you know, you know, it's like reading a book, you know, where it really describes what's going on and everything, but you get special effects, sound effects, and you get actors. It immerses but, you differently than just like reading. A absolutely. Comic. Yeah. But these old ones have that old timey radio uh, uh, voice. I don't know if, uh, any any of you young cats understand what I'm talking about, but you know, if you listen to old radio broadcasts, I meant you know, 
it's it's kind of like old Hollywood movies. They had a particular way they spoke, you know, back in the 50s and 40s and 60s. But the ASM, the golden record reprint from 1966, a CDC 9.8, $5,400 and five fold 25. Man, I never would have mm-hmm. known. Uh, here's probably the most racist book on the list. Okay. Yeah. So the American Air Force is number two. This came out from uh, Magazine Enterprises in 1944. Keep that in mind. This book has some issues, but it's a product of the time. It features Uncle Sam looking on as American planes swarm Emperor Hirohito with some stunning imagery of the day. This is one of the few books to give the American public a look behind the veil as it featured stories of mostly unknown events that occurred. It was an informational source for those back on the home front, delivered in a way that took some of the sorrows surrounding the situation across the sea while keeping people informed. It often featured up to 10 short stories featuring American aviator Dick Bong. <laughs> what a name. And the American people loved it. But further I'm sorry, from the what book was his name the- again? What was his name? Can you say that again? <laughs> really? Dick Bong. All right. I wanted to make sure, yeah. Fervor for the book ended pretty quickly once the subject matter, World War II, ended. It quickly fell into obscurity, but occasionally pops up for sale in raw or low-grade slabs. Recently, the highest grade ever to reach the market and the highest grade on the census went for a whopping $3,000 in a CGC 8.5. That's an astounding jump from its last graded sale of a CGC 4.5 back in 2021 for a paltry $290. This goes to show there are fans and collectors of everything. Those who are willing and able to pay to acquire an obscure book such as this. That's some time machine shit right there. An 8.5 yeah, from 1944. Um, <clears throat> especially if it was like, a, if it came from the armed forces and they shipped it to soldiers overseas and, you know, and they had to bring it back and, you know, but an 8.5 or 3,000. <laughs> Wow, this would totally this be canceled would nowadays. But yeah, this cover this would so never. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a time of the. It was. I mean, in this time, if you remember, uh, superhero comics really they didn't have villains back then. They were they were all fighting in World War II. Like they would they would show pictures of Captain America famously punching Hitler, right? And then you know uh, images of of Japanese uh, you know soldiers what they thought they were, and you know, and it, it is a, there's a dark side of this as well as the Japanese Americans that were interned in America uh, for the longest time during World War II, even though they were born here. Um, but you know, it just times have changed, and so you know, um, you know, if you were to do this cover nowadays, you probably get you would get canceled definitely. I mean, or that or a swastika or something crazy. But you know, not everybody's Kanye. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> American Air Force is issue number two magazine from 1944. Three grand and 8.5. I still think that's way undervalued if you can even find any. Uh, speaking of the era, let's, uh, what's next? And you segued right into it. Next up on the list, we've got Captain America issue number five from 1941. Now, old school Captain America books are growing increasingly rare. Being books that debuted in the 40s, they normally feature subject matter that was impactful for the day. This book is a prime example as it features the circus coming to town that is secretly a Nazi cabal aiming to kill high-ranking American military leaders. Now, of course, Cap and Bucky knocked the crap out of them and saved the day, but it really exemplifies the growing fears the then-isolationist Americans felt as the Nazi regime was sweeping across Europe. Now, people bought these books like crazy. They read them, they passed them around, 
but rarely did they save them. Also, there was a heavy paper drive for most of the 40s, but heavily from 1941 to 45. Now, during the war, the lumber industry was hit hard by the loss of men sent overseas and leaving the hard labor jobs for higher paying jobs in the defense industry. Many comics from the 40s went out this way, significantly decreasing their print runs. That's why it's always incredible to see what they're worth today. Recently, a CGC 1.5 copy sold for a whopping $5,040. Now, with only 22 graded sales in the last 12 years and even fewer raw sales in that time, it's tough to measure growth across multiple grades with only one sale. However, the most recent comparable grade we have was from March of last year when a CGC 6.5 sold for $4,427. And every time these books come to market, it tends to raise the floor as it not only features the first Avenger, it also features early work from legendary members of the genre, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. There is always a place for a book like this in the hearts of collectors, a spot that was often previously occupied by a pile of cash. Wow. Wow. 1941 and still only <clears throat> a 1.5 i mean um you know if you could find them i mean the, i mean there's some great i mean this is before this is after remember he had the triangle shield um when the first captain america comics came out remember he didn't have the he didn't quite have the round shield yet so he just had uh, kind of had that first ever the first appearance. <laughs> yeah the f first appearance just shows him punching out hitler and he still had like the uh a shield yeah, triangle, that looked like, shield, yeah, triangle shield yeah so uh huh. Uh, there's a uh, 95 of you watching. Only 42 percent. Uh, only 42 likes. So if what's come on, going get us on, yeah, we want to give away a book. Let's get we a few give more away likes. Shit, man, here. come on now. Come on. <laughs> Captain America <laughs> comics issue number 45. It's, free. it's a free 50, thing. You just hit the button. 1941. Five grand in the CDC 1.5. Uh, this one is definitely an offer. All right, Dark Shadows Story Digest number one, um, published by Western in 1970. Dark Shadows originated in 1966 as a daytime television show on ABC, and it ran until 1971, spanning 1,225 episodes. The show started off slowly, but picked up steam with the introduction of Barnabas Collins, a vampire who eventually became the show's star. Gold Key began its run of comics in 1969 by releasing 35 issues. Since then, Innovation, Moonstone, Hermes Press, which were reprints of the Gold Key run, and Dynamite have all released comics based on the property to go along with several movies, including the Tim Burton reboot in 2012, starring Johnny Depp. In 1970, Gold Key released Dark Shadows Story Digest, containing a non-canon story called The Interrupted Voyage. This low-print magazine has become one of the rarest collectibles from the TV show. And this week, a graded 9.8 sold for $750 on January 10th. Not bad for a daytime soap from the 60s. I was going to say, I remember the Tim Burton movie. It was it was not It's really that... good. It has Did Michelle you, Pfeiffer. Uh, perhaps I need to watch it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Tim Burton has his, 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 uh, his, uh, lane, no, you know, and people follow him. Yeah. Um, you know, um, like one of my favorite movies of Tim Burton is Frank and Weenie. Uh, if you ever seen that, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm a, like I'm a sucker for dogs. So, you know, anytime I see, uh, that, that, that really gets you right in the feels, you know what I'm saying? Right in the feels. So 
Dark Shadow Story Digest number one from Western Comics 1970 is CDC 9.8 for 750. Man, that dude does With not Michelle look Pfeiffer, happy. though, isn't she like the most beautiful woman that's ever lived ever? Mm, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. I was yeah say, if you say it just like that again, just a little softer. She kind of is. Yeah. Have you ever seen oh, Stardust? Hello. Oh my God. I, I love Stardust, man. Neil Gaiman is really? that's one of my favorite <laughs> artists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, storytellers, excuse me, writers. Neil Gaiman, one of my favorite storytellers, like, uh, like uh, American Gods. Um, uh, mm. what, what was the other book that he did that I read? Yeah, anything Neil Gaiman does, I'm down with, man. So, um, so we go from Dark Shadows Story Digest to something perhaps even darker. I have talked about this book on this show numerous times in the past. I'm glad to see it's on here. I don't even know what to say about this one, guys. All right, here <laughs> we go. Uh, next up, we've got Faust, issue number one originally published in 1989 from North Star. Now, Faust, created by Tim Vigil and David Quinn, was one of the most popular adult comics of the late 1980s. It was even one of the best-selling independent comics at the time, with one issue selling over 100,000 copies. This series was graphic, violent, and sexual. It clearly proved that not all comics were for kids. Now, despite its popularity in the early 90s, it took 33 years to see its all-time high sale this week of $480 for a CGC 9.8. Now, check this out. Issues number 7 through 15 were printed by Vigil and Quinn's own publisher, Rebel Studios. Now, those issues are most rare. 13 was published years after issue 12, and another seven years after that, for issues 14 and 15, concluding the run 25 years after the first issue launched. Of course, these issues are the rarest and feature the most adult covers of them all. Actually, number 14 is quite notorious among Faust collectors and sells for 100 bucks raw on its own. Now, Faust has been optioned numerous times, once in 2000 by Lionsgate and then in 2021 by Sony Pictures for an animated series. However, it's not widely known that project has been canceled. Where Faust will go is unknown, yet its new high sales means that collectors are still seeking these out. I want to ask a trivia question about this and see how deep uh, you guys know, because um, there is a song that is referenced throughout this first issue. Uh, first one to guess it, uh, we'll get a... Marvel we'll Enterprise. Yep. <laughs> no, no we're, they're going to get a, a, a Nerd City Comics book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, you so, put a start line down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're serious right now. Start yeah, line. Yeah. For those down. who have read it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I put you, over six in the wrong chat. I've yeah. seen some covers for this Sorry. book that are pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was one with a female on it, and she's. Say that it is. It's not sick. Get out of here. It's right? really yeah. graphic. I mean, it's very right, graphic. If you don't know the song, at least name the artist. Uh, it's 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 throughout the entire series. It's like a issue. It's like playing in the background. Oh, like, is this it? No, no, that's that would have been a good one. That would that's no. a good guess. No, nope, nope. So far, none. Hotel so, Cal. Uh, no, oh. nope, nope. Oh, I'm waiting so for I keep on. Get it. Yeah. Rolling Stones, is that right? Can you give us nope. a hint as to who the artist yeah. is? No. Uh, two artists have done the song before. Two artists have done the song. Yeah. 
uh, both legendary. One uh, country singer, one a rock and roll singer. Uh, I'll put. I'll leave it at that. There you go. Are you lonesome tonight? Really? Yep. John Holmey with the deep dive or the fast Google search. Uh, hit up Bird City Comics and um, write that down, Laura. John. John Holmey hit up Bird City Comics and we're gonna send you out a set of this. Yeah, on Instagram, (laughs) and they're gonna mail you a copy of this. Congratulations, that's our first winner for today. Uh, Let me go back to Faust. Yeah, so it it plays out throughout the the comic in the background, which is uh, but uh, (laughs) special uh, special moment of prize for two live crew. So uh, John Holmey got it. Uh, are you lonesome, Zuna? I would never have guessed that in a million years. Creepy. Yeah, it's 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 such a trippy read. I remember I bought it when it came out on the shelf, uh, you know, and I was like, "Good lord, this is like really graphic, like violence and nudity and sex." I meant uh, I can't even tell. I can't even tell you like exactly all it entails, but it, it's pretty great. But uh, a special no prize for a two, guessing two live crew. <laughs> but, Faust issue number one from North Star Comics, January 1989, of CC 9.8 for $480. And it's black and white, too, on the inside, if you didn't know. So I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm surprised that it finally, this book finally made it up on any of our lists because with the upcoming show coming. Somebody might actually have this. This is a chance if you haven't made the list that you might have a chance here. The Last of Us American Dreams, number one. It is the second print from 2013, published by Dark Horse. The Last of Us is generational, with masterpiece status attached. If you played it, you understand. The Last of Us has been remastered three times, received a quick sequel, and now a television adaptation also hailed as a masterpiece. Point is... This Neil Drunkman guy seems to have the post-apocalyptic storytelling thing figured out. That all began with the first game and this book. But the world wasn't quite sure what this would end up becoming. Created concurrently with the first game as a tie-in, it featured the life of Ellie before the events of the game. It's something a lot of fans didn't realize existed, even though it warranted a second and third print. Recently, one such second print came to market, a reported 9.4 near mint raw copy and quickly sold for $100, a new record high sale. It last sold in that reported grade for $25 back in 2017, and it also surpassed the most recent graded sale in a 9.4 by $10. While first prints typically sell for 50% more, the second prints are slowly catching up as the arguably rarer version, it's the rarer version to get. The first print only had a reported 6,000 copies produced, and that number only went down the subsequent printings. One such fan scored a hell of a book just in time to celebrate the release of the show. All right. We're at 67, uh, 56 likes. If we get to 75 likes, I'm going to give away something else if you answer this question. Uh, I was going to use this as a question before, but um, the girl on the show and and uh, Diego Luna – Oh, what's his name? What is is that his name? Diego Luna is the yes. actor. What TV it. show did they both appear on? Hmm. Together. Together. Well, I mean, they were on the same series, but they didn't share any same scenes together. But they were they were on the same series together. So mm. um, I don't know. Look boom, at Tivo busting out all the trivia. Prime. Yeah. So yeah. she was the little Prime. Lady Mormont. And of course, oh. Diego Luna was uh, the Viper, right? Nemesis. Yeah. Are you really going to send him a prize? You ain't sending it. Get out. Yeah, no, we'll send, we'll him, send him a prize. We'll send yeah, him. Yeah, we'll send him something. That, yeah. that was arguably uh, one of the best characters from that show, too. 
Yeah. All right. Lady Marmont yeah. stands with the North. Yeah, then, uh, she's so <laughs> badass, even though she's like three feet tall. And then uh, when Pedro Pascal went, yeah, it was Pedro Pascal. Yeah. That's what uh, she Pedro said. Pascal was, he had the mountain. He could have killed him. Yeah, and to show off and him getting his head crushed. Come uh, on, man. <laughs> he just died just horribly, but it was man, he had him too because it was like you know, man, it's so sucks. Don't get anyway. cocky. That's the moral there. Don't get cocky. It is, and think man. That you won when you haven't Dancing finished it. around. I meant, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of great actors that were on the Game of Thrones series. Like, I was just telling people check out the rig. I don't know if you guys got to check it out on Amazon Prime. Not two yet. two guys from the Game of Thrones were on that as well um so yeah a lot of you know game of the game of thrones uh people coming out doing different series so right now though i'm on a viking kick so if you have you better catch up laura because the vikings valhalla season uh season two just dropped today almost oh man yeah yeah i need to do that it's a it's a, it's a it's a must watch. It's not as as big as the first one, but it's still a, a great watch uh a lord of brooklyn i am fine being Aww. a targaryen <laughs> fine with it she's a dragon queen Although I think I'm more of a Lannister, to be honest, but you know. Ooh, I am definitely a Stark. I'm the king of the, I'm a, I'm from the north. You know what I'm saying? Really? I would tag you again as a Lannister. Ugh! Oh, that cuts deep. <laughs> that cuts deep. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, okay. She's giving right. you a compliment. He's Jamie like, oh, Lannister. Oh right, man. All you right. hurt me bad. <laughs> the Last of Us American Dreams issue number one, second print from Dark Horse from uh, 2013. A hundred dollars for a raw on the, uh, near mint. That seems like undervalued to me. That seems really yeah. undervalued to me. All right, let's get a uh, next one up as a uh, part of our over under list. Now, somebody may have this because, you know, there's a lot of these and I'm going to drop some numbers on here on you that you didn't know. All right. Next up on the list to the 115 awesome live people in the chat who are hitting that thumbs up right now. We've got Spider-Man issue number one, the newsstand green poly bag edition from 1990 now spider-man number one is one of the most printed comics of all time with a reported 2.5 million copies it's also one of the most beloved and therefore homaged covers of all time this was the cover that put todd mcfarlane on the map and is a book every fanboy owned 33 years later it's seen a significant pop in nostalgia buys for starters it's a modern cover grail that has been exceptionally affordable. Yet, over the past year, sales have surged in volume and price. In fact, the regular edition came in number 10 on our top-selling aftermarket comics list for 2022 with, you ready for this, 1,082 total units sold last year, along with the silver variant as the number three best-selling aftermarket variant with 765 units sold and the platinum edition as the number 10 highest grossing variant with 79 units sold and a total of $81,000. Basically, this book is hotter than it's been since its mega launch in 1990. Yet, fans pass over it time and time again due to its high print run and years of low value. Yet, this new stand edition of the standard green cover is one cover you should not pass over. In 1990, newsstand editions made up 15% of the print run. While that's still a huge number, it's getting harder and harder to find compared to the direct edition. High-grade copies are especially difficult due to years of lingering in dusty dollar boxes. When a near-mint raw copies are at a fair market value of 30 bucks, 
this week's new high sale of $595 for a CGC 9.8 makes this a fantastic stealth buy. Now, we definitely expect prices to continue to increase on this as copies become harder to find with each passing year. Well said. There is, uh, let me look it up, but the print runs, I there was a website uh, that I um, I found, like, uh, it showed, like, the biggest print runs of the week um, for, um, like, from 2000 or 1990 to like 2005 and they were in the upwards of 900,000 to 1500 in some cases or 1.5 million in some cases. I mean, it was huge. Uh, I mean, this wow. is right before the crash of the, uh, you know, the market because, you know, it wasn't variants that killed the market. It was, it was, you know, to be, it was a lot of mitigating factors, you know, you know, multiple variants was part of it, but also distribution. There was a huge distribution war. And then basically, you know, they couldn't handle it, you know, kind of similar what uh, went on with Diamond uh, a few years ago, right? Where, uh, but back then it was like, I remember anybody can be a distributor um, or a comic shop. I remember going to a dude's garage in like the late eighties. And I thought he said, I thought this was a comic shop. It is because I come inside and it's a garage, but you know, that's all you need to do was, <laughs> To get a, a uh, to get a, a distributor license is you know just sell them on there. But nowadays, you know, you have online stores like Bird City Comics, and you have you know other things. So it's amazing that LCSs still are able to exist now. The ones that you know really good LCSs uh, were able to exist through this. Like I, I always tell a story that, and when I lived in Milpitas up near San Jose, I there was a little strip mall. There was a comic shop on one end and a comic shop on one end, <laughs> literally. It was it was like in the same strip mall. There was two comic shops, and I remember Tivo, back in the- I had a store in that mall. That was the Great Mall of the Bay Area, and that was no, the no, cut- the, yeah, no? that's this is way before cut that. through. Oh, way yeah, before this that. Is way okay. before that. This is off of I want to say Calaveras. It was a little strip. Remember the golf land? There was a oh golf God. land by there. That's a keep deep cut, by the way, for the people in the Bay Area. There used to be a golf <laughs> land right off the freeway, and inside that strip mall, there was two comic shops. But uh, yeah, the great. This is way before the Great Ball of America. That right. giant thing just gobbled everything up. So, Spider Man number one, the newsstand, green poly bag from 1990, 9.8 for $595. He told you even right there, right on the cover, that it's collector's item. You should have got it. What were you, what were you aiming for? Anyway, <laughs> all right, we got for next one. All right, Teen Titans Go number one from 2003. In the 90s and early 2000s, DC dominated the animated market with pretty uh, some well, some of the best con- comic content. In 2003, uh, the Teen Titans series on Kids WB was immediately popular amongst DC fans, running for five seasons and nominated for multiple awards. The 2003 comic series, based on the animated characters, would foreshadow a big shift for the show and characters 10 years later in 2013, with a major relaunch using a more comedic tone and style entitled Teen Titans Go. While many fans hated this sharp shift, it began to take a life on of its own with brilliant writing, music, you must watch The Night Begins to Shine, and tongue-in-cheek nods to the overall seriousness of the DC Universe. Its popularity was massive and ran for 367 episodes in eight seasons and is effectively the most successful DC animated series. Batman the Animated Series only ran for 85 episodes, just to put it in perspective. Due to this, the fan base for Teen Titan Go is huge. 
Their first comic appearance trending should be no surprise to those who love this first issue. While this first issue features the more serious versions of the eventual Teen Titan Go cast, voice actors, characters, and showrunners, it was pretty much the same for Teen Titans Go. In fact, the newer show often referenced how much they changed over the years. It previously clearly picked up the title from this comic, and of course, Robin's catchphrase, and now those fans are rewarded with a high-value book in their collection after a CGC 9.8 sold this week for a new high of $650. Crazy. Crazy money. Yeah, it's it's a shame of what I mean, we used to have as far as animated issues stuff, you know, just like, you know, Teen Titans Go and, you know, what they did. Uh, remember before it was HBO Universe or DC Universe or whatever, they, you had to buy the DVDs, you know, now you can buy it online. But like some of the greatest DC stories are told in animated form. Um, like I always say, like in the Justice League and uh, uh, Injustice. And Justice League Dark are absolutely fantastic, and you can buy, I think you can both stream those on HBO Max right now. So um, it's 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 pretty cool, man. Um, good to see this. I wouldn't didn't expect this. So down our last Great shaker tip. now. Down our last shaker now. Let's see uh, over unders are. Oh, yeah, well, ooh, all right, everybody. The final book. This is this is why you keep digging in them long boxes right here. Next up, old. Ultimate Spider-Man issue number 40, the Mark Bagley, wait for it, Frigo Cheeseheads Sweepstakes Edition, originally published in 2003. Now, as a general rule these days, any comic that you had to mail away for is becoming quite valuable these days. This sweepstakes with Frigo Cheeseheads, which was string cheese, required participants to mail in three Frigo Cheesehead barcodes to its manufacturer to be entered to win a copy of of Ultimate Spider-Man issue number 40. Now, 5,000 winners were selected and mailed out a copy of this issue featuring not for resale where the barcode would be. Now, valued at $3.95, this issue must have seemed like a big deal at the time. Since this isn't a key or notable issue, copies are either still sitting in collections or tucked away in comic shops, dollar bins, and back issues. This is another excellent treasure hunt book and stealth buy for all the reasons noted above. It's an issue that shops will quickly pass over yet with this week's new high of $362 for a VF raw makes it one of the most valuable books in the entire ultimate series. Due to its black framed cover, high grade copies will be super rare and will command an even larger price. Happy hunting. And keep digging in them long boxes. What the fuck is a Frigo cheesehead? <clears throat> That's the only thing it's I was like, what? isn't it? No, I mean Frito. I mean I heard no, Frigo cheese. Frito, these are cheese yeah. sticks. Cheese sticks. They said string cheese. String cheese. Yeah. String yeah. Cheese. Oh, yeah. I fucking love string cheese. I know who doesn't. All right. Cheese, you got to eat it but... properly. Don't don't just chomp. A oh no! You have to like stripe it down, down, right? Yeah, I mean, what kind of maniac down, are you? That's like people eating banana sideways. My what wife is <laughs> just chomping it down like a hot dog. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you, you have to string it like out, that. man. Um, so let's see how many uh, there are. One, two, three, four. Did anybody hit uh, four on the head in the live chat? Uh, there were. I, I, there were. I don't know how far back this goes, but I know there was a couple of fours in there early on. 
Well, we'll have to scroll up here. I don't know if it'll load them all the beginning. way. Up. Yeah, we'll go. There's a ton of comments. Um, doo, 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 doo. Is it the first person to have four? Yeah. All right. Let's get the. Let's see if we look all the way back up at the start line here. No, I want string cheese. All okay. right. Yeah, I got the start line here. Uh, uh, like you, you were saying over four. Yeah, yeah, you just had to say the number four. So it looks like uh, Lords of Brooklyn got it at four. <laughs> I see yeah. Lon Espinosa at 610. What time is Lords of Brooklyn? Um, I'm looking at it right now. Lords of Brooklyn. Oh, no, or... you're right. They said over four, 610. Yeah, they were first. Yeah. So first uh, one was uh, Rudy. Yep. But it no. is four. It didn't it land on four. Did it land on four? It's not over four. It is four. And then we'll it give would it to be him. whoever said or four. John. We'll just give it to him. Uh, it was who did I say? Lana Spinoza or who did I say? Uh, Lords of Brooklyn, Brooklyn was the first one. Yeah, said Lords over four. Yeah, Lords of Brooklyn. I hit up Bird City Comics. Found it. They said over four, and then the first straight four was Lon. Uh, we'll give Lon. We'll give you something too. Just uh, hit me up on the Instagram, and I'll send you something as well. But uh, uh, Lords of Brooklyn hit up Bird City Comics for this awesome exclusive that drops on Friday. We're just in a gift of giving, man. Boom. There's that, <laughs> and uh, and then we're gonna see what's shaking today, boys and girls, and uh, maybe we'll give away some more stuff uh, if we get to uh, 75 likes. We're only at we never got to 75 likes with 121 of the best fans on YouTube. Come on, oh, folks, take a moment. Savage. They're all savages. I tell you, they're savages. Um, take a moment. Let me get my window. Hit the like and share. Do do. This is what we call the seamless transition right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a production of its highest level. Uh, let's go and see what's shaking today, boys and girls. This is the cover price top 10. Uh, Secret Wars dominating. Spider-Man still on there. Spawn and uh, this uh, Jenny Frizon. Remember, we had that. Frizon. Talk. We had that talk about her, uh, uh, how to pronounce her name. Um, uh, these are the most units sold. Gold Goblin, huh? Hmm, interesting spec. Uh, but we're here to see what's shaking, boys and girls, shall we? Let's see what's shaking. And today's top shakers. Hey, my I still have my Hulk 181 on. I don't know why it's yeah, not on. There. Why is that not on? Yeah, I'm not there. sure. Let me show you guys. There's my pick. Astonishing 30 made it. There you go. Nice. Let me see. Let me add this to my collection. Mine is a CGC. Where is that? Right there where it says raw. Click it down to CGC. Yeah. There you go. And it is a 7.5. And add it, and that's as simple as that, boys and girls. Now it's Bam. on. Bam! It'll take a while for it to update. Uh, good old first appearance of uh, Pace Pop Pete making it on the list. <laughs> um, uh, look at that monster of Frankenstein. There's the another Hulk 181, another Strange Tales one 110. Wow! Different grades, right? There's some yeah. different different dollar amounts and different grades. Yeah, one was raw and one was slabbed. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Let's look at this. this is what fun. is that? I have no, no idea. idea. I've Weekly never shown in jump the first appearance of One Piece for all those playing at home. If you have the first appearance of One Piece and uh, Raw Dog sold for 20 as high as someone value is $2,500 recently, 1500 raw, no grade. I have no idea what that is. God. But, you know. <laughs> None of us do. We're like, what? Can you God, imagine I, dropping I 1500 wait. bucks on a raw book just on the pictures? Like, oh, just yeah, for the, freaking for out. Those those for watch the, uh, the NCNA <laughs> championship game just to watch the new Ant Man trailer. Uh, God damn, that game was over after the first quarter uh but 
Uh, they showed the new Ant-Man on uh, Wasp Quantumania. I cannot wait uh, for that to come out. There's, you know, the producers are saying it's an Avengers level type film and there's all types of theories going on. Uh, Emergency Awesome did a great video about, you know, what's going on and how, uh, it it can it uh, quantum mania bridges over to Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Remember the end credit scene with Wong, and the, yeah. inside the Ten Rings was sending a signal, and they're saying that signal is coming from the quantum realm. So we'll see if they're Ooh, correct. Uh, Virtue Awesome is pretty good at this stuff, so uh, you know I would say yes. Why not? Um, here's some. I love these goofy covers. Good old Justice League for Silver Age. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they're on a Viking ship with a slave ship. Book link now. Yeah, you got Green, Green Lantern there. What is you got? Is his ring dead? Come on, man. Who's the dude in the pink? Uh, for you, gosh, I don't know. That's always goofy, though. I love That's those. School. Yeah, uh, another War Victory comics from Harvey. A man's my man's got a, a, a arm and a sling, and he's still throwing down. Still throwing. Plus, you know, when you're on the battlefield, what you want is a big, huge yellow cape and a red costume when you're running around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you probably don't want that. Yeah, unless you're bulletproof, then it's fine. But uh, uh, there's a Hulk 180 conversation we always have, and um, another appearance of Kang. What is this? Top notch comics. What Number is one that? from Archie. Look at this. Is that Mandrake? Is it? Slide down I don't know. That's a deep dive for you guys. Classic. If you guys know who Man Jake the Magician is, uh, that's a really deep dive. Uh, good old Wonder Woman Golden Age. Look at this one. 1947. Back when she had the uh, the hot shorts. The oh Golden Women and the White Star. Uh, this is from 1947, guys. CGC 5.0 sold for six. 75 high snow value $10,200 and a 9.6. That is a lot of Damn. coin. Um, daring adventures. Still looking for a good girl cover for Laura here. Uh, see if we got, I know I'm looking to, I'm scanning around. Seeing, uh, mm-hmm. well, hold me. on, go back up to that Lois Lane one, maybe. No, she, no, no, she's not blowing. Definitely Sorry. not. Definitely yeah, not a good girl comment. And uh, thank you, you to everybody that tags me when you find those. I get a lot of people tagging me when they find those covers. You're going right. to kill them I, the live chat. They're calling you a Khaleesi. they <laughs> are like, damn, all right. Queen of Dragons it is, man. Oh, here we go. Well, it's not a good girl cover, but uh, it's uh, one of Adam Hughes' most popular covers. Yeah. The Dirty so Pair. Uh, the Dirty Pair. Run from the Future. Adam Hughes. Uh, number one. 426 and 9.8 800 diet 800 dollars i'm i'm a man the doom 143 has has shown this book numerous times on his uh on his channel um i have this book uh very high grade too i believe mine is like a 6.0 or something like that how do i see if i click on here it was a pretty high grade i got it from my lcs it had a early collection of x-men let's see yes yeah, so it should show you what you what yeah i have a 5.0 damn yeah, it's it's pretty high grade. The highest one I have is uh, X Men number nine, um, or ten, and it's a it's a nine point uh, which is nine stuff. with a big, um, Xavier's chair, big old yellow. Um, it's the first appearance of Kazar. I th- I want to say, maybe it's I'm off a couple. Off. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. a couple. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, nine. Not it's nine. this one, yeah. Yeah, see, he's this got that goofy been... chair. Look, go back to yeah. nine. He's got that goofy chair. Right on the bottom, it looks like a tank. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and it's it looks like Kang. 
don't don't and don't uh, wait till you meet Lucifer, who looks suspiciously like Kang. Um, for those in the live chat, um, shall we give some stuff away again? I don't, do we get to seventy five? I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, we're at, at, we don't get to seventy five likes. We're not giving anything else away. We're at eighty three <laughs> likes right now. So all right, yeah. all right, <laughs> we're good to go. All okay, right, let's see. Uh, what's um, give my blessing now. <laughs> start collecting comments. This stuff never works for me, by the way. Are you gonna share it? Sure. I don't know why it doesn't. This I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. So make sure you guys are commenting. I mean, people have been commenting. So uh to do what are we giving away right now? What are we, are we giving away the book? Yeah, we're gonna give away, away the, the uh Friday drop. The Friday drop. All right. Um let me see here. Share screen. Seamless transition. Seamless transitions. Seamless. This book is actually making me want to read Spawn. I I've I hate to admit it. I've never read Spawn. Really? Um, no. Okay. Anthony was telling me a bit about it today. He's like, you know, I used to read it a lot as a kid, and he told me some of the backstory. And yeah, I think I'm sold. So it says 30 comments. So it always says like, 30. Yeah, what are you gonna do, it man? It does Let's always do it. say thirty on this. It one. always says thirty. Yeah. I know, yeah. Rudy. I know. I'm ashamed to admit that I've never read Spawn. It's it's one that I need to. Yeah. Uh. So let's just draw and see what we get, man. There's a much. There's way more than thirty yeah, names on, that man. just dropped there's in there. Funny. Come on. Ah, donut, donut junkie. Donut, donut junkie. junkie. All right, uh, man. Right I am starving right now. With all the talk about cheese, uh, uh, <laughs> things and. Donut Junkie 25, please uh, hit up uh, Bird City Comics on Instagram. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to them. Uh, sign up for an account. That's one of the caveats. If you want the giveaway, you got to sign up for their newsletter and be subscribed to their channel. It's an email, come on. And we'll give you guys some stuff. For those who have won stuff from me that wasn't directly from Bird City Comics, message me again. I, I have to mail it to you. Um, I also have, you know what? Can I show it? Can you show, show it? He's that who are you asking permission? Me or well, no, I'm it's your this. channel. I'm gonna <laughs> uh, what are you showing? <laughs> what, what are you showing? We need to clarify. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay, this cover. This the cover. I got those. Those are yep. the first ones I bought from you from the yeah. We are running so low on those two. If you guys haven't grabbed those, I would definitely do that quickly. This Mm -hmm. Frison. Let's book a slaughter. And the color. So yeah, man. So, so uh are, are you giving away another book, is what you're saying? No, for the people who oh, won no. already, no. I'm gonna send those as well because I remember <laughs> they also won like the plush and the I hate fairyland books. Okay. So I, you know, just to make it up for you since I haven't shipped, you know, uh, you know, we'll do it then. Lacking. I know I am a slacker. It's it, it's the new year. That's my news resolution is slack. So uh, I'm blaming <laughs> on the rain. So right at seven o'clock, boys and girls and Laura, any last words? I'm glad people in the chat haven't read Spawn too, because like I felt really bad admitting that. And but I'm I'm gonna read it. I need to kind of get some more under my belt there because Angela sounds like a really interesting character. So uh, any last words? Make sure you are sub to the text line. I'm gonna say this, and I don't know if Anthony's watching or not. Next week. We will be dropping not one, but two 8 Billion Genies number eight, wrapping up the series. One will be 100% a Bird City Comics exclusive. The other one, we teamed up with Lords of the Long Box. 
very excited to show those. Um, so yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram and be ready because we're keeping the print run low. I know it's gonna make people mad, but that's that's the truth of it. We're keeping them pretty low. So follow us and keep an eye out. You're muted, TiVo. You're muted. Uh, thanks, Rudy, for the $5 Super Chat. We are going to show the cover next Tuesday when we finally get approval. Uh, it's a pretty exciting 8 Billion Genies, number 8, kind of apropos, right? And uh, it's going to be a collab with uh, Bird City Comics. They're going to sell some at their store, on their online store, mm -hmm. as well as my LCS, Comics, Tunes, and Toys in Tustin, California. And uh, possibly there will be a signing there as well maybe, um maybe. so we're just gonna have to uh stay tuned and find out and see what it is if you want my signature i mean i'll be there i don't know why you'd want my signature but i mean i'll sign it if you want but you know uh but i believe uh it's gonna be on fleek see what it did there. i want to go too i'm trying to convince Ann to let me go to that because i want to i want to be there for that beautiful southern sunny southern california well <laughs> it hasn't been recently but it, man, it, by by march it should dry by then it's been torrential downfalls but we need it i like me. rain it's, i'm okay with I it. i love rain last few days i mean j jb is probably sick of it he's in the up in northwest right now jb any last words yeah thank you to this crowd awesome again you know we wouldn't do the show if it wasn't for you guys coming out in huge <laughs> numbers we really do appreciate you make sure you hit the thumbs up <laughs> uncle roman curtis give me a bad time uh, make sure you're following me on all the socials, on all the different social media platforms. And as always, don't forget, we had a good time. Yes. All right. Let me Google Oberyn Martell, man, because he's saying, uh, oh, yeah, I'm down with that. That's, that's not that's, bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, although, I mean, he went out like a, you know, he almost got hilled mountain, but I'll take, so that means Otto, you're, you're Sir Otto Hightower and you're uh, Khaleesi. So there it is. Oh, so, you. uh, that, those are our names. We're gonna have to dress the part next time. So uh, I'll just be a dude with his like skull, like his skull crushed, with his eyeballs popped out. So Oberyn Martell, it is badass. Yeah, I have the Khaleesi outfit actually. I cosplayed that a while back. Boom! There you go. I, the Oberyn Martell. He looks like he wears a dress, so I can I can do that. I mean, he's the Viper. Come on now. He, <laughs> you can pull it off. You can pull it. Off. I can do that. He's in the Last of Us too, so he's a survivor, man. So uh, for late JB Laura. This is TiVo. Make sure you, uh, for all the winners, hit up Bird City Comics. And uh, for those who won the past ones that I'm supposed to be, hit me up on Instagram and remind me so I can mail it out to you. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. Peace.
Is. Is this? You shall know that the Lord is. Update. Um, What's in the box?